Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Welcome back, you guys. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to get into uh, the feedback on Dark, uh, which is uh, currently streaming on Netflix. And then later in the episode, we're going to hear about the show Travelers, which is also available on Netflix. Uh, and Dan's going to take us through that. So let's get into it. Hey guys, so we are here to talk about Dark. This is the show that I propose uh, that's uh, on Netflix. It, there are three seasons. It was made in Germany uh, for Netflix. Uh, and I really think this is a really fascinating show um, focused on uh, time travel and the ethics of it. And Dan and Nyan have both watched a couple episodes now. So Nyan, just generally, what did you think of Dark? Uh, so I think it's a good show. I think it's well done. It's interesting. Um, I, I do. I think maybe it's a, it's a genre thing for me. Cause I'm not a fully, um, I'm not committed to sci-fi shows as much. Um, there are a bunch of things I did enjoy. So like it, when people are in the woods, um, cause everyone's in the woods all the time. Like I, I live kind of near a slightly wooded area. Um, even though I'm like right outside of Boston, I don't spend as much time in the, as, as much time in the woods as these German people do. So that's they really cool. are in the woods a lot. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that happens there. It, I, I think it ter- taught me how to, um, say the word asshole in German, which was real nice. Mm. Um, that was really cool. Also, I learned, uh, um, there was a bunch of cool stuff that I learned about Germany is that everyone hits each other in the back of the head all the time. Um, Leroy Jeffrey just, Gibbs. A lot of just random child-on-child violence, um, <laughs> uh, which I avoided being an only child, um, which was nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of the problems in this series, um, wh- while it is interesting itself, the concepts, w- w- people would have a lot less problems if they spent less time in the woods. Um, I do think. It, there is a good chance that um, they could create a spinoff called um, kind of like the, the Jerry Seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee. It could be Germans in cars crying, trying to get coffee because <laughs> it's a lot of German people in cars crying. Um, that so is I true. Noticed, yeah. um, <laughs> and also, um, I guess it, it was interesting. I don't know if it's a, a function of Netflix itself of having to translate things across so many different um, uh, you know, countries, but I was impressed that there was just random English all the time, like random English comic books, random English graffiti. Dan, did you notice this as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. Captain Future. Yeah, yeah I wondered about that too. Um, and yeah, I wonder if that's how it really is. And just like, you know, English language culture is, you know, so widespread that it happens in, you know, other countries, or if that's just something they did to try to appeal to a Netflix English speaking audience. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I, I have to say though, um, I'm pretty certain um, that uh, the I, I heard Shiza 
more often than I heard the word Danka. <laughs> yes. mm. you do hear shies there a lot yeah it also rains like all the time yeah this is like this is like and the seattle of germany sometimes it's birds <laughs> it's like it's like somebody saw the monty python a parrot sketch and was just like oh what if this happened all the time um <laughs> so so actually so, so the thing about captain future I, I had to look this up before um it okay. actually is an actual pulp science fiction hero that was published oh. from 1940, 1944. Interesting. Yeah. yeah very so, cool. so there, there was actually a, a, a an anime that was done in 78 and 79 and whatnot. Uh, and it was dubbed into several languages after that. Uh, uh, Spanish, French, German, Italian, and Arabic. And uh, the Francophone name is Captain Flamme yeah. or something <laughs> like that. So uh, it's uh, Captain Flan? Captain Flam, F L A M. So I have to, that's what's uh, interesting about it. So. Okay, so not the dessert. No, not that flan. No, that'd, oh, be, that'd okay. be that'd be yeah, some someplace else basically. So, uh, um, okay, okay, okay. So that sounds good. I also another thing I noticed is that in the eighty scenes, the 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 students like the high school kids like hairstyles and like the way they dress is pretty much exactly like it looks in American eighties movies, which I found interesting. Oh yeah, they have like one. They had one black guy in Germany in the eighties, which was really just like, <laughs> like one. <laughs> he was one. an extra, and you saw the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, no speaking lines. None. <laughs> yeah, like I get yeah. we're in Germany, but like it, it's slightly diverse. <laughs> yeah, first. Sure, well, I mean, sure. and 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 I I think there's a lot of interesting, you know, because they do take uh, snippets. Of various different things out you know like you know you see like you know the music obviously obviously they, they, they put a heavy uh thing on the fashion end of things as well uh, that was very yeah. interesting as well so dan what did you think yeah i i'm i kind of totally got sucked into it a uh, full disclosure i'm in episode eight right now uh, <laughs> um yeah so i got sucked in i mean I, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh um i'm a you know timey wimey type stuff if you if you catch my hoovy and drift right there um because yeah you, uh, you, nine and i don't but i'm sure a lot no, of our i do he just, does I'm he does disappointed um, <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i'm a sucker for, for time travel related things you know and you know i think that we all had kind of have you know different kind of bends on that basically because you know obviously you know scott obviously you're big back to the future fan obviously um i you know i'm a big doctor who fan basically but we, we've all kind of um been involved with other various different series like we mentioned quantum leap before we mentioned uh uh you know there's time bandits there's uh time cop uh you know there's a bunch oh, of, there's classic. a bunch of yeah a bunch of different ones all all and of course and of course basically that you know I, I haven't watched future man yet uh but i, I that, that might be so i might have to think about that but yeah but, that's actually a good show um maybe that's worth bringing up because i've seen the first season and it's surprisingly good yeah, but there's, there's so much time travel out there, you know, that we talk about term and Terminator, obviously the term because you say everyone talks about you know, the Terminator rules of time travel or the back to future rules of time travel or the, um, you know, Star Trek related rules of time travel. And now and then, of course, you've got Star Wars uh, has a teensy little bit of that vis-a-vis um, if you watch Rebels, you'll, you can kind of get a little bit of that. But I, I'll go won't go any further in case you have people haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, but, so it's like you, you enjoy yeah, the so, show. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely loving it. I mean, for me, it's like you know, at first it was a little rough, you know, um, 
you know, understanding the relationships of everyone to anyone, 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 anyone. Cause I think that one of the things that I think, you know, we talked about this before, like we don't know any German actors, right? Um, although is Daniel Bruhl a German actor, technically speaking? He's of German descent, he's, right? I think so. I is know German actors. From the I know some movies. German actors. Right. But my don't point is, is that with you in this, because well, no, <laughs> Germany's pissed off enough at me. Like, I yeah. just, I don't no, need you to pull me what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is we, we don't have, like, we, we don't immediately know that. Okay. You know, Helga Doppler is pay, played by this guy who I've seen these six other shows. Right. We don't have the six degrees of Kevin Bacon effect. Um, and so because of that, it's for me, it took me a little bit of time to say, okay, this, you know, Caucasian male is different from this from different this other character because i usually can say oh well you know i i immediately recognize this guy that's you know pierce brosnan versus you know william defoe versus you know i i, I can see the difference between some of those people because i know them i know their faces know the mannerisms were here so once i was acclimated after that first episode or so um it was very intriguing to see the, the relationship dynamic crying in cars included so, <laughs> so. Yeah, the one thing that it took me a while to, and I think kind of to your point, Dan, is that apparently like all kind of middle-aged German actors look alike because I had a tough time like keeping everyone straight, everyone's character straight. And also when they kept jumping around in time, mm-hmm. it took a while to figure out who was a younger version of someone of, of another character and True. who was like a completely different person. Yeah. In, in, in other words, for you, for you uh, pop culture enthusiasts out there, oh my God, you're Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so no but i totally feel that i mean i, I think i think later they do some interesting transition work and and juxtaposition so you do i think it does get e- i think it will get easier over time as you watch the series as what i'm theorizing i don't know if that's true or not but you know yeah there, there was a good i thought there was a they, they were at least trying to make an effort right because they knew it was going to be confusing when you're flipping back and forth so they right. had that like montage where they would show the person from one timeline next to it next to their you know later self um but it, it's it's got to be so hard to keep up with that like i only got to episode three but like I, keeping up with that kind of continuity especially when you're you're already trying to navigate like if you're trying to trying to be someone who's if you're someone who's trying to watch in the original german you're trying to navigate the language barrier like I, there's definitely difficulty there i think that the one thing that this brought to light for me was that yugoslavian meatballs are a thing or were a thing in the 80s yeah. I don't know if they still are now that Luke, Yugoslavia doesn't exist. And I don't eat beef, so I'm never going to find out. Yeah. Um, so, but do you guys, were you guys familiar with Yugoslavian meatballs before the show? I, 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 wanted, no. to eat, I, I wanted to eat some actually when they mentioned them. Like, is it, like, this is her specialty, they said in the episode, I believe is what it was. So now I kind of want to have them. You know, it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's at least uh, makes you curious to, uh, to find out more information about them. And, and oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's 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 it's. I think I think that we see, we don't see as much food if you think about it, though, except for the candy candy bars. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, I, uh, I I do think that there. If, if you're a fan of The Simpsons, you'll appreciate how how much time is spent around nuclear power plants in this show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, there I, is, I was expecting the green uh, the green bar getting getting stuck to someone's back. I was expecting that. Yeah. Oh, totally. And well, I think one. Okay. So one of the interesting questions about the show, and I and I, uh, I can tell you at least that this is not resolved by the end of the first season, is what role is a nuclear plant play in terms of the time travel? It's something mm. that 
like that was one of my burning questions in uh, after finishing the first season because there's stuff that happens at the power plant and, and it kind of provides the setting for the whole show, but it's still a little uh, hazy in terms of how it actually fits into the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, definitely if you look at other materials out there, um, some earlier when, before we understood what we understand now, like we don't, you know, back in the day, we didn't understand like you know, muons and that, you know, that level of, you know, atomic physics basically. But, you know, um, I think that some people would say basically, oh, it's 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 because you're once you break down lower than an atom, it, it it breaks the cosmic structure kind of thing, and, and you can use that kind of sci-fi creative device at that point. Now we have a higher understanding of that. You have to go into other places, and some people will go into the realm of say magic, say, oh, what happens to come across a ley line, you know, uh, where there's a tremendous amount of you know um, magic there, and you know, and Doctor Who does that in, in a lot of ways, where there's a piece of space time that there's a kind of it's very thin. So like everyone has a kind of an explanation. So I'm very curious to see what, you know, if, you know, once I get past season one, if, if that ever does get answered, that'd be interesting to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and other than the time travel thing, like it, it seems like they're very much trying to create a realistic environment. Like they do mention, I believe I can't in one of the first few episodes about the Chernobyl accident. Mm-hmm. And obviously in 1986, which is one of the time, one of the, the time settings for the show, that was obvious it, it, that's when it happened so people were just like scared out of their minds uh that something like chernobyl might happen in other locations yeah in, so in, I think, in, in right there in Vietnam, you know yeah yeah so that kind of does provide a framing in terms of people like being on edge or kind of wondering like is is it worth it you know to use nuclear power when there's the possibility of something like that happening mm-hmm. um but it's still an intriguing mystery in terms of how it fits into some of the other events in the show. Yeah. I, I think this triggered another mystery for me. Um, and I think this might require time travel in that. So you've only seen season one, right? Correct. But you thought it was good enough for us to watch. So has your past self traveled <laughs> uh, or your future self traveled to the past to tell you that seasons two or three are good enough to recommend for this podcast that you didn't know existed necessarily when you started watching the show to tell us to watch it. Mm. And also, uh, do you speak German in the future? I guess probably is the bigger question. I mean, how would I know? Like, would my future self have to like, tell me all this? Probably. How close do you live to a nuclear power plant? (laughs) At the moment, probably not very close. Um, But uh, it, I mean, that raises a whole host of really intriguing issues. Nyan. So yeah, I'm going to have to give that some thought. And then Dominic Cannon, Duncan, and Bill Clemen, uh, this <laughs> watch okay, please podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dan, will you sing ninety nine Luft Balloons? That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, it'd be like the although it'd be like the ending scene, the extra scene from uh, Wedding Crashers. Isn't it, didn't they say? Isn't that the extra in the credits at wedding and wedding crashers? They they're at like a Chinese wedding and they're singing ninety nine Wolf balloons. I've never actually seen the that in its entirety, but I do know that no one knows the lyrics to Der Commissar. Like that, that is that is one hundred percent. I was told to don't turn around, only sing the chorus. <laughs> yeah. So the only question I have left about this show is. Why is German Steven Spielberg doing all this to these people? Yes. <laughs> because 
the, there is a character that does look like German Steven Spielberg who seems to wield a lot of power, and you, I haven't figured out why he's doing it three episodes in. So, so yeah. So, um, I mean, my question is, is that you know, um, you know, why there there is that one guy who looks like he's uh, the priest, right? I don't want to go too. Is, is that who you're referring to, Nyan? That the priest? No. Okay. No, so it's uh, just I, the, the, I'm, but I'm like I'm like why is why is the love child of uh, Samuel and Corbin Burns in, in the show? <laughs> Are there I LA mean, law tie-ins? Like, is that does this? There, there should be. Can, can, I mean, you, well, have, can you ask your future self to confirm whether or not there's an LA law tie-in? Is Jimmy Spitz involved in the future? Uh, uh, no, did Dana Delaney right? Wasn't she in LA law? I think I so. Know. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's just so many uh, amazing questions that we're coming up with as a result of this show that we'll have to, I'll, I'll have to leave a note, note for my future self. Is that yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Where he will like uncover it, you know, dig it up like uh, 50 years from now and then uh, be able to, to uh, do you know, get do you the know open, and then open travel until back in time and let me know. Do you know open until, uh, you know, at 9.13 uh, <laughs> on, uh, on November That's 9th, right. or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, they, they, and I think very much like a lot of other shows that are based on like a mystery or kind of a some big unknown. They, there's always you have to find the right balance of revealing enough answers so that people stay engaged, like stay interested in, in it, but also leave enough unknown so that you want to continue watching in order to to kind of see how things unfold over time. So there are definitely some things that, that are still, um, that they kind of are stringing along the mystery, but then there's certainly other really important aspects of this situation that's, and of the events happening in this town that you do get the answers to later in the season, so. Excellent. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm glad to, both of you, uh, Gave it a shot and liked it. And uh, Nyan, I'll investigate the LA law angle and uh, let you know what I find out. Please do. You want to know what we thought? This is what I thought. Dan, is <laughs> this, this is what, what you thought? This, hey. is what, this, this is what I thought. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, Shiza. <laughs> Shiza, indeed. So, surprise, surprise, I've chosen another sci-fi series to talk about here today. So, we're going to oh, be talking about... What? <laughs> oh, I was going oh. to say, all right. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, hot mic, hot mic. Um, so, yeah, I'm talking to you about Travelers. Uh, the Travelers that came out originally in 2016 on a showcase in Canada uh, before getting over to Netflix uh, after that. And Netflix has, now has the whole series now. Three seasons, 34 episodes. Um, so, uh, showrunner creator is Brad Wright. So those of you who don't know who Brad Wright is, you might know him from the Stargate TV universe. So SG one, that whole, that whole, all every kid and caboodle after that, basically. So, you know, I only watched some of that, but, um, you know, what I saw, you know, it was pretty cool. I probably will go back and watch it again at some point. Um, but in case, uh, you, this, the star of the show is the one, the only Eric McCormick, uh, of, of most people know him as Will. Uh, and you know, so, you know, people might have a preconceived notion about that moving into it, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think he did brilliantly throughout, but that's just my opinion. And I think the cast also is also very brilliant. So anyway, onto the premise of the series, 
um, premise of the series is kind of a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, um, but it's kind of set in the pre-time before the the proverbial apocalypse, uh, and basically, you know, it's called Travelers. So, what that is there? A- um, staying in the same place the whole time. Uh, a Romani people <laughs> like. <laughs> Yes, gypsy anymore, they, they, they do wander. They do wander, but they wander yeah. in time. Oh, yes, yeah. So, yes, exactly. So they so they come back in time here, and you know, and obviously to prevent the apocalypse that happens in the future. So, come with me if you want to live. Insert your joke here. Um, and you know, but I think what's really unique about this is is that they come back and they actually take over. Uh, people's bodies. So, and, and yeah, they quantum leap. They take over people's bodies basically to en- en- enable f- effect on the past. Yeah. And what they do is that they study, they use historical records of various different sorts, including social media, basically to understand and to emulate exactly who they are. It's, it's super fascinating. So, um, yeah, so basically, so that, that's basically the premise of the series. Um, there are some you know lighthearted moments here and there, and there's you know little bits of you know romance intrigue, but mostly there's a lot of suspense and a lot of a- and there is actually a decent amount of action in the series for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that basically this is kind of like a weird amalgamation of a lot of different things. It's a, it's kind of like a, a it's kind of a lot of it, the the qu- premise is more quantum leap, like you said, um, but I think there's a little bit of like little bits mixed in here. Uh, with a bunch of other series as well. So there is a little bit of that Stargate feel to it, um, you know, with Brad Wright at the helm, but there's also kind of a little bit of, little bits of other elements from, you know, a little bit of kind of X-Files, a little bit of kind of Termin, a little bit of kind of, kind of Sarah Connor Chronicles, um, and maybe a little bit of a, um, uh, kind of a little bit of a 24 on the suspense front, maybe a little bit, because there's not like a ticking clock, you know, or the, the same annoying ringtone over and over again. But, you know, um, you know, I think that it definitely, you know, it's got a nice kind of mix there. And I definitely do like the, a lot of the character development over time, I think is very, very compelling uh, and whatnot. I think that the, the, the first season I think is definitely the strongest of the, th- of the three, two being a close second, third gets a little bit kind of, you know, uh, really out there. And I think a lot of it has to do with basically that the, um, when the show shifted from being manager, you know, mainly it was, this was a co kind of creation thing with showcase and Netflix originally, but it was, mostly showcase in the running and by the third season and kind of uh the story depended diverge a little bit but you know it still ended pretty decently i thought um you know but you know, all in all you know a really awesome you know i think it's a really cool series i think it's a uh, it's 40 about 45 minutes in length you know with credits obviously um or so uh so it's, it's definitely you know accessible to a degree maybe a little bit longer than your you know, your 20 minute shows or whatnot if it's like you know kind of a you know your your short comedy or you know animated show but, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, the, the first episode kind of gives you a nice introduction into kind of like the style and the pacing. So I think that, you know, that's that's definitely where you want to start because this is definitely more of a a long drawn kind of saga kind of thing than it is, you know, oh, let's pop in for an episode and pop out for an episode. Um, because there's, there's, there's little nuances and little things that get tied together um, from front to finish, basically, in various of the more minor arcs as well as the overarching arc of basically like, you know, preventing the apocalypse. So. Cool. So 
is it supposed to take place like in the real world or is it kind of a made up yes yeah it is it is in the real world and of all places it's in vancouver <laughs> so uh so you, you, so it's really funny because like there's a lot of places that are um you know in in the in the tens and now into the 20s basically that we're using vancouver a lot because vancouver has a lot of um the weather is good um in a lot of ways basically it's kind of temperate for most of the year like it is a little chilly in some in some some months obviously but i think that it's generally more temperate um the there it looks like a lot of places out there so you can kind of you know make shift other sittings in that kind of way um you know and then uh so as far so more so other similar series of this ilk i think continuum is another one that comes to mind actually now uh i'm not sure how many people have seen that one either i might have to talk about that one at some point um that was a that was a fun series uh speaking of time travel um and you know but yeah so continuum filmed there all three seasons up there i believe uh as did you know you know i know supergirl moved up there along a lot of some of the cw shows also film up there so it's a big thing now i think i mean you know whenever when they can't go to atlanta you know they go to vancouver <laughs> Right, so it, I, so I assume then that's where they film it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Cool. But it, it could so, be. But honestly, I mean, it's it, they filmed in Vancouver, but it, kind of the setting is kind of like that northwest Pacific Northwest area of the states. So it's like it kind of floats in that area because they go north, they go south a little bit, you know, depending upon you know where the this apocalyptic journey takes them. So. So is Eric McCormick the only person you would know outside of the show itself? Is there anybody um, else? There's a couple, there's a, there's a bunch of other people. I think that, you know, that there's, um, you know, uh, there are a lot of people from, I think from also from the Stargate universe who stop in, you know, really? I mean, for those of you from, yeah. So if those of you familiar with the, I think with the, 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 that universe, I think you'll for sure see people that look familiar. I think um, you know, the main, I mean, he, most people, he's probably the most, you know, well-known, you know, of, uh, of the, um, of all the people that are there. Okay. So that what you're saying is there probably isn't a lot of, okay. Um, so that's kind of, kind of lead to my next question. Cause I was hoping there might be some uh, crossover, but um, in terms of the amount of traveling that's done, is everyone usually wearing pants the whole time? <laughs> oh, okay. So we're going, we're going to that kind of kind of a, uh, um, you know, uh, you know that that I'd say basically yes, yes. There's definitely pants worn much and much of the time, and you know I think okay. that yeah. So that that's that's the one good thing. Are there a lot of female characters? Yeah, there are. There are quite a few. I mean, again, there's a, a lot of people that uh, um, I'd say are more that you know. There's more. Lot more males per, per, proportionately, um, and that, that being said, so I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I I've seen like a lot of these people, you know, some a lot of the names that are on here basically. So you, see, I mean, um, I mean, McKen- there's the Mackenzie Porter, who I think is a she's a Canadian uh, actress and singer, um, and there's a bunch of other people, uh, uh, Riley Dolman, I think, and Patrick Gilmore, I think, I'm pretty sure both of them have been in in various Stargate projects as well. Um, but then there's, I mean, there's probably a bunch of people that I just don't recognize the names, names here for, for the, for the, for the most part, but there's also a made of tapping actually plays a, does a stint in this as well for a couple things for a short stint in some episodes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you might be surprised who, who pops in here and there. Um, you know, this, this has all got happened, you know, between, it was released between 2016, 2018. Um, so there's kind of a little, little bit of a spell in there. 
but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that the, um, I definitely feel like they you know that the series has a lot to offer, I think, you know, and I think that, you know, it's one of those things that basically because it's on Netflix and then and because it was produced with Netflix, they're not in any danger of losing this license. So for example, if you, pop off to watch your normal seasonal stuff that your season stuff that you're watching right now you can happily come back to it when you have a lull in, during a holiday or during a summer break so to speak um and that's kind of how Cheryl and i Cheryl us picked up on this you know they release each season usually in bulk uh on netflix is how they you know as netflix does basically and so we'd say okay you know you know and it shows you know a through f are, are gone for the season let's go ahead and pick this up in the summer and then you know we can then just watch you know one you know at one once a night or once every other night or depending how busy we are you know um it was yeah so for me it was a good way good good kind of show to kind of go through that um and i, I think that's a good pace for it i mean you, you can binge this if you wanted to but i think for pacing for me um especially when you're thinking about the various dimensions of where the story can go i like to kind of absorb one at a time personally because it gives me a little bit of you know, thought sauce to kind of think about, if you will. So that's kind of what I, what I think that's best consumed that way. Okay. So, so to recap, we have traveling, we have pants, correct. We have female characters that could be considered a sisterhood. So is this part of the sisterhood of traveling pants universe? And do I, I, they travel to it? I is, think oh, does Alexis Waddell show up? Is America for our involved? She should always be involved. But she should be involved I, with everything. She she's yeah. she's she's hilarious. I definitely support that. I, I mean, and you've got the Blake Lively Vancouver connection because she's married to Ryan Reynolds. There you go. There you go. So how how does this work? Do they share pants? Like do they travel? Like do they travel together with pants? How many pants are on the show? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a very. Those are all very good questions, and I think that there is a, a definitely a good degree of um, you know. I think that what it comes down to is that we have this sort of campa- campaign called uh, "Restore the Traveling Pants Verse." Um, that's that, that's what we have to do. Yes, it's or, the only do at this point. Is this just a surreptitious sequel to the Traveling Pants series? Well, it it it, it, it depends basically. So if, if you know the individual, one could, could say that basically because Netflix became the sole you know distributor and producer of this, basically one could say that they were trying to branch out from the original intention. So you could say that maybe season three might not be part of the traveling pants verse, And we might have to only look at seasons one and two as mm. part of the, part of that universe. The, I mean, it's a these, tough call. These are the, you know, really deep questions that we need to explore on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. for, for, forget the, 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 you know, the ethics and morals around how the series works, so to speak, mind. basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and, and just keep in mind, I, I kind of left out a couple pieces of information as far as in the premise are concerned, because I, because I would like you guys to see more around what actually happens and how this all, you know, the reasons behind how they get there. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, uh, behind all that. So I'm, I'm leaving that some pieces out for you to discover just for the record. Fair enough. Caleb, think, Caleb's in the background. He doesn't think that's fair, but you know that's just how it rolls. Nah, I get where he's coming from. Um, I think the other concern that I have is that this is the second time someone's mentioned Donald P. Belisario in a show that they're with regards to a show that they're pitching. I'm concerned this podcast is turning into a Donald P. Belisario podcast. Yeah, 
Well, I again, mean, if, if he's willing to come on the podcast and talk about his shows, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And so is it, that it, kind of what we're going for? Is that yeah. we just trying to get Donald P. Bellasario on here? Because that's a great mission statement, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I so um, I think that the name the title of that episode when we do get him on is like uh, we put out a DPB and we got him. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, that, that is. And then you then you could then you could turn to me that you could turn me at the end of the show and say, "Book him, Dano." <laughs> so this is the kind of podcast where we'll come up with a, a, a title of an episode and then develop the episode just because right. the title is so great. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it right because ideally will write itself. Although you know, it's funny because I can seriously see us you know bringing on someone like you know else like say I don't know. Um, Let's, let's choose a random person out there. Uh, we can bring on like you know someone like you know Megan Mullally, and we'll come up with this great name of the episode, and then we'll end up talking about nothing but you know uh, hamster sex. I have no idea. Is that something she's involved with? Oh, anyway, no, not we're getting off track. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, not well, that you're I, mean, I did see her live show with um, with her and Nick Offerman called Summer of '69. No apostrophe. Um, they didn't bring up hamsters at any point, so I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, well, yeah, you're I, looking for a Richard Gear podcast. Oh, touche. Uh, no, Liddy, touche. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it, has the show ended? Like, are there are they yeah. still making new episodes? No, this they're they're done. I mean, it's <laughs> it's again they leave it a little bit open ended, so it's not entirely impossible for them to kind of come back and do maybe a short mini series or maybe a small like little movie maybe but like honestly i think that you know the hardest thing that people have with these series like this i think is how do you end it because you don't want to once you have a cult following on something i mean this didn't get the cult following that star, like stargate has like no one you know stargate is still in like that top you know 10 of a fan based fan based communities basically i still think out there you know obviously you have like you, you again you have your star wars people you have your star trek people you have like your x-files people and you have a couple other universes as well that you know obviously comics aside so we put marvel and dc aside into its own kind of separate category you know even within the world of i'd say hard sci-fi you have a bunch of other fandoms that are kind of i'd say more rabid than the traveler fan base are like the expanse it would be another one um i think so i mean again you know the i mean i mean I think that you struggle with basically, well, how do we end this without pissing off the fans by ending this, you know, for this is the definitive ending, nothing, no more, no, no more after this. Uh, and then, you know, and then versus how can we actually put the story in a proper bow and actually make it be, you know, on a cinematic perspective, more fulfilling and, and more, you know, good on, a, you know, when you're, if you're analyzing it on a critiquing perspective. So I'm torn. I mean, I, I like a book. I like a bookend myself because then I could say this is this is this is my compendium of stuff. You know, that's what I kind of like in my mind. But so, what episode uh, should we watch? One first one. I, okay. Without number one, basically, you don't get the lead up because the first episode is where you get introduced to uh, Eric McCormick's character, and like if you don't have that first episode as a base. You it, and actually, there are numerous references back to this first episode as well. So I think it's really important. You know, like I said this is like it kind of it strings you along this whole path here, um, which is what's so funny. It's like you know people come back in time, right? They come back however, however many years, right? Regardless of what the show is, 
And then when they start going forward, it's like, you know, them coming back sometimes becomes an arc within itself. And this, and it does, you know, in some ways, but sometimes like this, this, the journey is like baby steps moving forward back to where the time they came from. So it's just, it's fascinating how these time travel series works in that, in that regard. But All right. So the first episode and any final thoughts, nine? No, I mean, now I'm just, I want to get in here and watch these people travel in their pants, hanging out with their sisters. I'm into it, man. Let's give it a shot. Um, I mean, I was going to give it a shot anyway, because that's the point of this podcast. Um, and I'll just do whatever you guys tell me to. But uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We're all about the sisterhood with pants who travel. Yes. yes. Yeah. We probably can't. We probably shouldn't have said it the other way. We'll probably get like, you know, you know, <laughs> get, get in trouble, right? Not your right infringement. No, yeah. I, I don't think the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think we'll, I think we'll be good. Uh, I think we're flying under the under the radar at this point. Uh, yeah, wouldn't no, this wouldn't be copyright infringement at all. all right. I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah, and if, if, if worst case, you know, someone can call America Ferrara and, and talk and talk talk them out of it, right? <laughs> I I would love to call America Ferrara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. C- Caleb has very vocal feelings about all this, so. Oh, good. Yeah, well, glad he supports uh, America in her uh, in her career. Superstore, by the way, is really a good show. Like underrated, I think. Oh, agreed. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, pure love. Uh, okay, sounds like a plan. All right, travel, baby. Well, we tried. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. Please join us next week for another exercise in futility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on iTunes. Or if you didn't listen to a, to this on iTunes, please complain about us on your social media platform of choice. Good night, everybody.